BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. That feels like a Monday, but it is actually a Tuesday. Thank you, President's Day, for giving us the day off. We are so grateful and internally indebted to you. Thank you so much. What a beautiful long weekend. What a beautiful short week. We actually have such an exciting week here at The Toast. We do. Like, we just have so much excitement going on, aside from the fact that it's a short week, which is always just a beautiful thing. It's so stunning. And I don't want to jinx it, but we've been having quite a few long weeks, short weeks recently, because we had MLK Day. We had President's Day. We had to quarantine, so we ended up like working from home. We had the home. snow day. The snow day. And then we also had to quarantine for like two days, like a few weeks ago. So like... It, like they've just been like sneaking in on us into our lifestyle and I'm so grateful. I'm so happy to have them. So happy that they're here but also so happy to be back at the show because I feel like we have so much to talk about. We yes. actually have some really great stories today and just the beautiful long weekend just gave me so much joie de vivre. Oh, the joie de vivre is so real. It's through the roof. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you guys, we, you know, in, in the interest of being transparent, this is our second time starting the show this morning. Right. There's some crazy ass construction going on outside. I actually went downstairs and just, you know, surveilled the block. And I think we saw Dorinda, by the way, when we were outside. I forgot to tell you. I'm like, almost, no way. A, I'm almost 100% sure I saw Dorinda. Um, I just, and I asked the lovely gentlemen when they were going to be done. And they said about 20 minutes. And they didn't lie. Yes. It seems so far so good. But it was so loud. We were oh. in a wind turbine. And we just couldn't do that to you. So we had to start the show over. Um, but don't worry. You didn't miss that much. Club was yes. just sharing her fabulous indoor dining experience. Well, yes. Because I was saying how Sunday... Um, having Valentine's Day on a Sunday with Monday being President's Day was such a premium experience. It was like the best... Valentine's Day I think I've ever had because it was just so relaxed and me and Ben obviously were the last people on earth to make dinner reservations so the only time we could get at Mastro's was 545 which also ended up being just like blessings on blessings like such a lovely time to eat dinner we were out of there by like eight that's a long ass no, dinner wait, no like 730 that's an LAD sorry 730 and it was just like the whole world was in front of us and we went over to Zach and Liv's and we like drank and played Jeopardy like, I saw it was just so premium like I think that we should try and have Valentine's Day be on a Sunday all the time Okay, I mean, it doesn't work that way, but I, I like where your head's at. And it was my first experience indoor dining, by the way, since they closed the restaurants in New York. They just opened them in time for Valentine's Day, and it was a, an experience. Like it was. So, are you now reinvigorated? Like, do you have plans every night this week? Well, I did. T- I've never been to the Mastros here in the city. I've been to one in, in Arizona, and I just remember being swept away by their butter cake and their bread basket. And I 
had an amazing time. And I said to Ben, like, why don't we come here all the time? It's so nice. It was, and you know, it was a great vibe too. Like there was just like elegant and cool people all around. And I felt like this is where I was meant to be. And there you were. Being. Being. And of course I got like so many, not, you know, let me not be dramatic. Like four messages, like, you are the reason why COVID still exists. You are COVID. And I'm like, because I'm eating at a restaurant that's legally open. Talk to Cuomo if you have a problem about it. Like, leave me alone. I'm that's, just a law-abiding citizen over here. That's literally crazy. People are still sending those messages. And I, I just, just want to make sure everybody... Like, my Instagram feed is so post-pandemic. I just want to make sure everyone's getting those messages. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we definitely get, like, crazy-ass messages because we have crazy-ass stalker-freak fans who, well, who used to be fans. No, but they're fans. They literally watch everything that we do. Some of them even pay for Patreon, like, to see what we're doing. Yeah, no, it's like, sweetie, you're a fan. It's okay. Thank you. Um, no, and we have, like, a crazy level of, like, hater fans. Um, so I know we get, like, above-average messages, but, like, we're doing the least. Like, I'm literally going to a restaurant wearing a mask and just sitting at a restaurant. And I see, like, all, so many influencers, like, doing the most, going to St. Bart's, like, all these things. Do they get messages, too? Because, like, I, I want to be left alone. I have to imagine that they do. Just They're just pretending that they don't, which is a move. That's what I got to do. Which is a move. Yeah, I haven't gotten gotta any do. messages. Um, I also spent so much of my weekend on Clubhouse. I'm just obsessed with Clubhouse. I, I saw you were clubbing here. You were clubbing there. I did some Clubhouses. But don't you get, like, nervous that you're in a chat and your mic's on and you don't know? Well, I'm pretty good about my mic, but you never know who they're going to no, invite like, up to the stage. No, no, no. Not that. Not when you're in a chat and you're muting and unmuting. Like, that you opened your Clubhouse and then you happen to, like, But that's not how chat. it works. No, but, like, I'm just... It makes me nervous sometimes that, like, I'm accidentally like talking oh, well yeah like I turned I, le I left a room last night to go to bed it was like a Jersey Shore themed room at a reality TV oh, I saw you in it but I couldn't join because I had my night guards in and I would have had a lisp <laughs> um but so then like I put it down and me and Ben were like you know just talking and like you know talking turns into talking shit and I'm like wait let me just check my clubhouse that's what I'm saying yeah no the the whole concept of like recording it's weird but I I enjoyed so much I also joined a toaster event last night it was toasters with no job and there was like 200 toasters just like talking about how much they love the toast and then I joined and it was like amazing oh my god they posted in toast after dark that heavenly. they were doing it at I saw that there was something but I just I couldn't get my stuff together it was really fun Wow, that really sounds amazing. I'll have to join the next one. We did some other clubhouses this week, and we did karaoke, which was really funny. That was probably my favorite one that I did yeah. this weekend, hosted by Cody Co. and his girlfriend, Kelsey, who is a toaster. And Lauren was in there, me and you, and it was just hysterical. I actually really liked that concept he did. Had people come up onto the stage for one second, sing their heart out, and then kick them off. It was really funny. It was really funny. That was really fun. I'm loving the app. I feel like the toasters are getting into it, too. I think that there, there's unlimited potential. I'm loving the app. Yeah. Like, very, it's so fun. Very cool space. I've been trying to, like, enter, like, other clubhouses where they're having, like, interesting, meaningful conversations. Yeah. I haven't stumbled on the right one yet, but oh, I'm trying. I, I've stumbled on two so far, let me tell you. One I saw because Kelty was on one, so she had found oh, it. Oh, I need to follow her. Yeah, because she, she's great at finding rooms, and it was all just about podcasting, and, like, me and Kelty, like, ran that shit, you know? Like, oh, you no, know, I'm saying, like, that's cool, too, but, like, also just to be an audience member and, like, like you know, listening to some business yeah. minds. No, not to be annoying, but, like, every time I join, like, someone invites me up, and sometimes, and this is what I was going to say, I, I wanted to say this on the toast today if there is a 
person who works at Clubhouse and just wants some like really good user feedback, I have a lot of ideas. I do think you should be able to watch like on dark mode. No one can see that you're in there, but you're listening. Agreed. Because I wanted to do that last night with your chat. But you know but I, I would have invited you up. 100% me and my night guards. Yeah. So it's just, I think there should be like an invisible way of interacting. And I also think that you should be able to block people because where is that feature? No, I think that you can. I, I went to go block someone and I couldn't. Oh, I heard that you could. You Maybe I couldn't keep, figure keep it looking. out. Okay. But I do have ideas. So like get at, get back to me because the toasters are a great like beta testing group. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think they're doing some beta testing. I think that they like have their stuff together. You but, know, I just have ideas. But because also the thing with night mode is you could be lurking. So I think they want right. accountability. Yeah. Which I also like. Right. Another um, conversation I joined was like with all these Italians. Vinny. I keep getting invited because of Vinny. And it was like the conversation is New York City dead. And there's people from all different parts of the city, the Bronx, Staten Island, just conversing about like what it's been like in New York. And that was actually a really interesting conversation. What was the consensus? Well, I was, you know, the token pessimist, but I'm also a realist. And I'm just like, a lot of people were saying, you know, like, so many people gave up on New York, like moving to Florida. And I'm like, I just don't think it's fair for you to like say someone's giving up on New York. Like they have families and like lives and jobs and they're just doing what's best for them. And like, it's been so hard to live in New York this past year. Like, New York I don't, hasn't been, New York hasn't given anything to us. So I don't blame year. people who left. And yeah. I actually really think I changed a lot of minds. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But it was just fun and like I felt like real Italian. And it's like, okay, they gave up on New York, but they're living happy, full lives in Florida while New York unhappy people are like, you gave up. Like, okay. I want to say something <laughs> really, really, really controversial. Go ahead. Being like, you know, in love with New York and like New York strong, like all this stuff, <laughs> like that is not a personality trait. <laughs> I said it. Like, it's just not. Like, you can be a cool person and, like, admit, like, New York is deeply flawed. Yes. But I just feel like there's, like, a, it's like the Carrie Bradshaw thing. But New York. Like, those types of people, like, not a personality trait. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Thank you. So other than that, it was a great weekend, yeah? Yeah, it was. You know what I did this weekend? Oh, I did a number of things that just... You know, it was a domino effect mm -hmm. of how it affected my weekend. But I went to a Barnes and Noble, and it was sensational. As did you I had not said, say that? you had said it, and it was true. And I was just like feeling so RDH because I wanted to buy every single book. It just everything looked so stunning, de delectable. And but of course, I read on my Kindle, so I wound up buying two books that I didn't already have on my Kindle because I had to. I had to participate. Yeah. I bought Firefly Lane. Um, I read it all weekend. That was really like my whole weekend because of the new show on Netflix. And the book was really good. By the end, I was getting kind of over it. It kind of dragged out. But overall, really good. I gave it four stars. And then I was going to watch the show. But so many people who read the book said, do not watch the show. It's completely different from the book. Oh. They changed so many things about the storyline that will bother you. Oh. And so I'm here to say I won't be watching the show until the book has left my mind. Like maybe in a year I'll okay. watch it. Um, because... My personal opinion from reading the book was like, I hated Tully. This doesn't mean anything to you Is yet. this Katherine Heigl? Yes. I oh. hated her character like so, so horribly selfish, like irredeemable. And apparently with the changes in the show, like we like her. And that's just not what I'm wanting to watch right now. Interesting. Well, I watched the third installment of To All the Boys I Loved Before. It just came out. How was? And I just have to say, like, it wasn't amazing, but it's just so pleasant to watch. And I know I've gone into my whole, you know, theory on To All the Boys I Loved Before versus The Kissing Booth a million times. But even though it wasn't, like, the best movie I'd ever seen and it was, like, very cliche, like, college, what are we going to do? It was... I just love them. Like, and I love the, I love the setting. I love John Corbett. I love Lana Condor. I love Noah. I just think, like, everything about it works so well. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a pleasant thing to watch. And I love the kids. And by the end, I was, like, literally getting choked up. That's so beautiful. Was it better than two? 
Yes, I was not into the whole, you know, love triangle in number two. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, the movie is well done. The music is so good. I just love, like, all, like, of, you know, um, Lara Jean's, like, room. Like, it's just so well put together. Yeah. That it's just, like, a fun thing to watch mindlessly. Okay, I have to add that to my plate. I've really yeah. gotten back into reading. I have one thing to say. What? Two. They did Lara Jean dirty in this movie with some of her wardrobe choices. Her prom dress atrocious okay and part of the reason why i loved her character so much in the beginning was she, she was such an interesting style. style yes they did her dirty lara jean of movie one would never have worn lara jean of movie three's prom dress i have to see it now and the other thing was the first this was the first movie where i really felt like her and noah noah moore were a little too old to be high school seniors like Ooh. yeah but other than that it was just like really fun and fresh and if you're looking for something just to like watch mindlessly it's excellent Okay, good to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put that on my content plate. I think Bruno will really like it. And then speaking of watching. Do you think Bruno can watch three even though he didn't see one and two? Yes. Okay. It's, they, they kind of give you backstory in the beginning. He'll be, he'll be And John Corbett has like a bigger role than ever. And I just love him because he's yeah. getting married. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was in the trailer. Sorry, I don't know if I just spoiled that for you. It's okay. Um, and then also speaking of watching, this is our third week of doing Toast Movie, Movie of the Week in honor of Black History Month. And I am so excited. We literally planned this out two weeks ago because we knew that the, the version of Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein's version with Whitney Houston and Brandy, would be going on to Disney Plus February 12th. So it is now on Disney Plus, And that is what we are watching this week. I haven't seen it in forever. I've in seen forever. it once when like we used to live in Long Island, like so long ago. Yeah. And I've heard, I've listened to the soundtrack a million times. I'm just so excited. I heard it's been restored, renewed for the big screen, and I cannot wait. Wow, I can't wait. That's going to be so fun to watch. Wow, that's exciting. It's a good, it's a good choice. It's so a great it, content week. Yes, so it's streaming for free on Disney Plus. And we'll um, chat about it on Friday. On Friday. Love it. That was our mini TV recap. We obviously have the Bachelor recap at the end of today's show. Yes. And shall we get into today's show? We have so many great stories, like so much to, to discuss. So catch many things up on I'm anything look, else? So much, so many things I'm looking to get your opinion on. Yes, oh. one more thing I need to, um, I need to update okay, people on because, as you know, the warehouse has been extremely sick, oh, yeah. and they've actually taken medical a, update. <laughs> medical update. They've taken a turn for the worse because these sweaters just came in. Ooh, Cream, the, how you dern? It's beyond, so sick. Beyond sickening. It, the 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 crew neck is a bone color, and that font is a delicious chocolate brown and this is literally going to slay the shit out of your wardrobe how you during merch available tomorrow morning at 10 a.m eastern time at shopmorningtoast.com as opposed to shop hermes as claudia clarified last week yeah no it's really confusing it's shop morning toast yes and there at 10 a.m tomorrow will also be redheads merch i just posted the whole redheads line capsule collection on the redheads instagram page so check that out if you want to see what's dropping yes and while a lot of our products are unlimited this time there are a few of the SKUs, mostly the apparel and the crewnecks that are limited quantity so just make sure this color sweater is limited so if you want to get what you want hop on as early as you can some things are unlimited but if you want to get exactly what you want I would say sign on early also in terms of sizing Mm -hmm. I'm wearing a medium in this sweater you'll notice when you get yours that these sweaters all of the sweaters in this drop are a little bit thicker hardier than some of our other sweaters so I enjoyed sizing up usually I guess I would wear a small but I don't know I just need I just need more I need more coverage these days I always wear an XL in crewnecks and they never the XL like truly never lets me down yeah so I toggle between a small and a medium and if you two are a toggler I would just go with the one up just because I like the extra room yeah but room they're really grow. warm if you're in Dallas right now in that ice storm you need one of these you do you really darn and also 
I hope everyone's doing okay in Dallas. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. Your in-laws, your grandma lost power, right? Yes, very crazy. And it's all over Texas. I saw people in Austin were also... Um, I saw crazy videos on TikTok. I know. I saw I saw from people on Instagram stories. I guess I follow a lot of people who are in the Texas area. Um, but these winter storms, they're coming fast and they're coming hard. So make sure you're hunkered down and you have everything that you need. Yeah, seriously. Stay safe. Stay safe Because I there. saw a terrible video of that car pile up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was crazy. That was so crazy. Eight on I-35 in Fort Worth, there was a hundred car pile up. I saw the, the cars were just flying. flying. It was so sad and so scary because each time a car couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. So it was just going and going and couldn't and couldn't stop. It was so, so scary. So yes. sending a lot of love to the heartland. Is that Texas? I don't think so. To Texas. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, well, also, there, there is, like, big storms, like, in the surrounding area. It states the too, Heartland. So heartland adjacent? Yeah, the Heartland. <laughs> okay, are you ready to dive into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast? I am, but I would be remiss. I would be devastated, and I would even be heartbroken. If I didn't let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Fab Fit. Fun. FabFitFun's spring box is centered around the, th- the theme Grow Forth, supporting self-care and self-growth in the new season ahead. FabFitFun, I'm on like my third box now, and it just really is a premium experience every time I unbox because you get so many full-size products because I know there are a lot of box subscription services out there and you get like tiny little things. You get samples. And you might like the product and you run out of it in a few days. But FabFitFun, I got like huge mugs, a huge pack of um, under eye gel masks. So all the products are full size. Those mugs were stunning. Stunning. I like, you know, I've been into tea because of Downton Abbey and those mugs came at the perfect time. I also feel like on this show, we always talk about how important it is to treat yourself and like buy gifts for yourself. And FabFitFun, you get like a literal seasonal gift delivered to yourself, to you, from you, but you don't know what's in it, but you also know it's going to be great I feel like it's so great for just like your own self-care and their new box which is themed grow forth it's all about promoting that type of self-care and they're passionate about showcasing amazing women because 20 female founded brands are in the spring box this season where you can choose from a wide variety of products when you order um so they have beauty they have lifestyle they have wellness they just have a great range of products I've gotten amazing things in the past like beautiful scarves mugs great lip glosses they really have you covered um and I'm just excited because spring is is bound to be a good one Oh, yeah. Um, and if you want to sign up for FabFitFun or get your spring box today, sign up now so you can snag amazing products like the mugs we were talking about or anything else in any other wellness beauty category. Um, but you have to use code TOAST if you want to get that $10 off your first box. So the website is www.fabfitfun.com, code TOAST for $10. Again, that's www.fabfitfun.com, and the code is TOAST for $10 off your first box. Love it. Sign on, treat yourself. Be fabulous, be fit, and be fun. Express yourself, girl. Let it all hang out. Okay. Are you ready for our first story? I Some am. very happy news. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced yes. they are expecting baby number two. Archie will be a big brother. Meghan and Harry are about to become a family of four. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are expecting their second child together, the couple announced on Sunday. The baby will be the younger sibling to the couple's son, Archie Harrison, who turns two on May 6th. I did not know that Archie Harrison was birthday buddies with With the the snitch. snitch. So, first of all, I loved their announcement. I thought this photo was so gorgeous, so elegant, so royal. So stunning, so happy. When I look at this photo, the song Happiness by Taylor Swift plays in the background. Or Pharrell. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you... Well, I saw an interesting factoid about this photo, why it's historic. 
please share. So this baby will be born in America, most likely. But because his father, he will also be eighth in line to the throne. So this is the first human being ever who could potentially be president of the United States and king or queen of England. Wow. So just something to think about when you uh, are thinking about your history. That is a really interesting factoid, one in which I did not know. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's assuming that the child will be born in the States. I assume... I assume the child will be as they've taken up residence here. Right. But I feel like this is like, I wasn't expecting them to make, I wasn't, I just, I like, I'm like, they have their child. Like, I wasn't expecting another baby announcement. I don't know why. And this was just a great, wonderful weekend, happy Bebe news. Yes. Very happy. They announced their pregnancy with the stunning black and white photo that was taken remotely via iPad by their friend and longtime photographer, Misan Harriman. Wow. The smiling and barefoot Harry looks lovingly at Megan, who cradles her bump as she rests in her lap. It's really a really beautifully stunning picture. It'll be in textbooks. It was taken on an iPad, just like this one. That's crazy. Hey, hey, take one of me and Theo like that. Theo, look up at me. Oh, no, after this, we should do a shoot of you guys yeah. laying like that. That's beautiful. Um, just warning you guys, the construction is back. Hopefully you can't hear it, but just try and ignore it because, you know, this is New York. Everyone loves it. Loves it. <laughs> Greatest city on earth. I'm really happy for Megan and Harry. I feel like they're, when I saw this picture, I'm like, this is the happy ending after Megxit. Like, this is what all that was for. Right. But also she had announced that she had a miscarriage over the right. summer. And so this is just a very happy, even happier news for them than yeah. Rainbow Baby. And I'm, I'm very happy for them. Me too. This is great. And a sickening. They're like just, they make amazing photos. Like that photo we always talk <laughs> about, the blue uh, dress and the rain and the umbrella. you don't know, it's the latest photo on our Instagram because Claudia posted it. I'm for obsessed the, with it. They yeah. just have great photo ops. They yeah. really do. They have great Kodak moments. They do. They do. Well, we also have a little more Meghan and Harry news because Oprah is going to sit down for an interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, a 90-minute special on CBS that airs on Sunday, March 7th. It is being trumpeted as an intimate conversation with the former royals. The statement reads that Oprah will speak with Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, in a wide-ranging interview covering everything from stepping into life as a royal, marriage, motherhood, philanthropic work, to how she is handling life under intense public pressure. Later, the two will be joined by Prince Harry as they speak about their move to the U.S. and their future hopes and dreams for their expanding family. Well, if anyone could do it, it's Oprah. Mm -hmm. And this will be really interesting. I feel like... No, I'm done. Yeah, given that with this news, it's actually crazy that we haven't had this sooner. Right, I was just going like. to say, I feel like the story is played out, but they actually literally have not spoken no, ever. No, it's just everyone else speaking for them. And even when they do speak, it's about other subjects, whether it's their podcast, they're sharing right. other people's stories. Like, I think it's going to be really great to hear from them. 90 Minutes, CBS, see you March 7th. You yeah, know, I will certainly be tuning in. Yeah. So that's that's your royal update for the day. Yeah, also a little Bebe news. I don't know if you chose it, but... Um, Junie Cortez and Megan Trainer had their baby. No, I didn't choose it. That's so happy, so happy for them. But our next story is a little more Bed Ben news uh-huh. because Brandy Redman has given birth to her third daughter. I didn't even know she was pregnant. I saw this on Twitter. I know. That's part of why I chose this story. Obviously, I'm so happy for her and her growing family. But the timing of this pregnancy is like kind of perfect for her because she is not pregnant yet on Real Housewives right. of Dallas. Maybe we find out during this season that she is. And now but what's she's, the headline? She's given birth. She's given birth to her third daughter. But daughter. She has I'm four, like, she's four kids. She okay. has four children now. Well, she, they had another daughter. 
Yes. That's crazy. Is she redheaded? Yes, of course she is. Her oh. name is Brie Lynn Mary Redmond. And they made the announcement via People over the weekend. Brandy said, we are overjoyed with love and beyond blessed to be welcoming our little miracle. Brie Lynn shares a birthday with her late grandmother, who we honor and miss very much. In case you forgot, um, Brandy's mother-in-law died in a car crash in October 2020 where oh, wow. her daughter Brinkley was also in the car oh my God. but she was unharmed it was a very scary story oh my, that's crazy yeah I, and they're they do the B names Brian Brandy Brooklyn Bruin, Bruin. Bruno. yeah it's cute Bruno it's cute this so, is a bebe oh so cute so red cute. hair that's yeah. those are crazy jeans they both have red hair all their kids have red hair and they're a sweet family and I loved watching them adopt Bruin and now they have another bebe yeah and so it's By the time crazy. they film the reunion, she won't even be pregnant anymore. Like, she will have already right. given birth. I don't know. But we also, it's just an interesting timeline. And one in which I think works out for her that she didn't have to work so much. Yeah. Well, also, I find it so interesting how, like, the women of Dallas, the housewives, are just all skewed so much younger. Because, like, in certain franchises, like, nobody's had a baby, like, on Beverly Hills. Teddy. or Oh, Teddy. But we were... She when, was the youngest. When Teddy was pregnant, that's what... It's funny. We had this conversation, but I was saying, like, nobody really has... It gets pregnant on Housewives, and you were, like, rattling off all these oh. different... No, but I meant, like... in like, Atlanta, too. But I meant... No, they have, like, Portia, Candy. No, I'm saying in Atlanta, they, they have recent pregnancies. Yeah, I just feel like the women of Dallas are so much younger than the women of Beverly Hills, Atlanta, and New York. Like, we've we've never had a pregnant New York housewife. Yeah. So, but all the women of, of Dallas are so young. I feel like Brandy won't be the last one to be pregnant. Like... It's possible. Because they're all super young and like still growing their families. Yes. But I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her too. Speaking of someone else I'm happy for, I'm excited for this story for you. Vegan TikTok star Tabitha Brown is writing an inspirational book and a cookbook. Oh, she says we'll be purchasing a the inspirational book. I'm not vegan, but. The inspirational book is called Feeding the Soul Because It's My Business. People oh, that's can so funny. People can reveal exclusively the new book will be published by William Morrow on September 28th and her own cookbook will follow. She also uh, needs a Food Network show. Like, I don't know what everyone is doing. Yes. Like taking their damn time. She's such a queen. But this is such great book news, which we love to see. We love, and we love book to news. see news that makes sense. And also digital stars foraying into the traditional world in a way that is seamless. Yeah, I agree. She's a star. I love her. She's just one of those people who radiates positivity on her platform. And those are the people we should be lifting up and giving opportunities to. And I just love her. And I'm so happy for her. She's hysterical. Yes, she said, I literally wake up and pinch myself at the thought of my life today versus four years ago. Right. Then I hear my daddy's voice in my ear saying, you only live once, but if you live it right, once is enough. She says, I couldn't agree more. Living in my truth is enough, and it's the best feeling ever. Sharing that with the world in my book is such a blessing, and my hope is that readers will take the same feeling away after reading it. Yeah, no, I think a self-help book from her, obviously the cookbook is like the natural Mm-hmm. You know, next step, but I'm not vegan, so and I don't really use cookbooks, but I would definitely read a self help book or just like an inspirational Inspirational is what it's being um touted marketed. as. So yeah. I don't know if it, it categorizes as self help. Sorry, I don't I thought you said self help. Inspirational. But that's just great because she really is an inspiration and I love her. Yes, I love that. And some more digital news that I'm looking forward to getting your opinion on. Rebecca Minkoff is joining OnlyFans for New York Fashion Week engagement. She is um, 
planning to use OnlyFans to interact with her consumers during New York Fashion Week. The subscription-based platform, which allows content creators to directly connect with their audience, has become quite notorious for its democratization of the sex work industry, though its use extends far beyond. The fashion designer will use her OnlyFans profile to share exclusive style content ahead of her New York Fashion Week show on February 16th. Fashion Week is still happening? Who knew? Now available to follow, Minkoff's profile features never-before-seen video content of past Fashion Week events and allows a glimpse into the life of the designer. She will also use the platform to share her entrepreneurial journey with her audience, expressing her story as a female founder within the fashion industry. So she's using OnlyFans, you know, as the subscription-based content platform that it is, you know, and I think what people would say is an interesting use of the platform for a traditional mainstream fashion designer. Yeah, I mean, like part, like I just want to roll my eyes at this story because I feel like when Rebecca Minkoff is making news, it's because I feel like she's she's really smart and she has like a young, smart team around her and they're always looking for forward thinking ways to elevate their brand, but they're never going to do that like with their clothes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, at this point, it's like clickbaity type news things. Like, cool. Like, is any does anyone care? No, well, I don't care. I do think it's interesting. Like, I wonder if it's the sort of thing where it's like this is the first of many brands that now take to OnlyFans. Just like you know when Snapchat came on the scene and then brands went to Snapchat. And I don't know if it's gonna happen that way. But I think I think it's interesting for OnlyFans, which has become like which whose growth has just been, been exponential. Yeah, no, and there it definitely is a space out there on OnlyFans for content that isn't, you know, sexual, but that's what people are going to the platform for, and I don't see it becoming like a a Patreon for people who would just have any type of content. Like it's just been marketed too well as what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it it does remind me of Patreon and then I was like, should we be on OnlyFans? No, and then I'm just like, why everyone who's trying to like start an OnlyFans just get on Patreon. It's such a great platform. Yeah, I guess the difference is, one, the way that it's branded, but also OnlyFans is just photos and videos. So, like, we do audio, and right. therefore we actually couldn't do what we do on OnlyFans. Got it. Because uh, I thought about it. I was like, should we be on OnlyFans? Right. I mean, I could start an OnlyFans and make literally $4 million a month with these titties, but I'll save that for my husband. Nice. Well, And Theo. Oh, do. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? A little business. Yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, business. Bumble's 31-year-old CEO becomes a female billionaire. A company catering to women and led by women has made its 31-year-old female founder a billionaire. Whitney Wolf Hurd's stake in Bumble is now valued at $1.5 billion after its IPO last week. She, um, I saw, so... They went public. They went public. This is big news because she's one of the rare female billionaires. Mm -hmm. According to Forbes, she's the youngest self-made female billionaire, you know, which is a jab at Kylie. Kylie, right. Even though they're the the ones hung up on this word self-made. They gave that to her. They gave it to Kylie, then they took it away, and they gave it to it. And it's like all these articles I'm reading about it, it's like no one else is hung up on self-made except for Forbes. Right. No, like these, these like, abstract... Two young female billionaires, and we're going to pit them against each other? It's sick. Disgusting. Disgusting. I just do think it's a big deal that a dating app went public, you know? Yeah, well, Bumble has become, obviously, you know, we all know just this huge, even, like, media company at this point. And they went public. They actually, the shares performed even, like, better than what they started Mm. at. And I think it was, like, valued at, like, I don't want to get it wrong, but multiple billions. That's great. I mean, we love female-founded entrepreneurship billionaires. And here's to, you know, 
the next two female billionaires. Yes, and Bumble is one of the th- one of three female founded firms to IPO in the past year. Oh wow. Making it, you know, an even bigger deal. Well, that's fabulous. I'm so happy for them. Congratulations to everyone. And it's a great day to be a woman. A female business woman. Um, let's get into our TV recap segment before I this construction makes me literally go outside and kill someone. <laughs> um, and the Bachelor segment is brought to you by Noom. Theo, you okay? You want to know about Noom? Okay, let me tell you. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there. And things like that old-fashioned food pyramid aren't much help. If you, have you ever gotten questionable food advice? It's not about what you ate. It's about how you eat in general. And Noom is going to teach you about your eating, your cravings, and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart food and get smart about the food and the choices you make. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick to them long term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you need knowledge. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. So if you have specific goals that you want to work on with Noom, you can get help with eating better having more energy, feeling good about yourself, improved sense of self-worth. And the program is super easy and convenient. So you can learn more about what you're eating. You can ease into it with just 10 minutes a day. And they're very empathetic because you you know you go off the path, you, you, you fuck up a little bit, no worries. Noom doesn't judge and you can get right back on ASAP. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach means you're not just losing weight, but you're building the habits you need to keep it off. Noom is forgiving because you're human, so if you go off track, you'll get back on track tomorrow. There's a science to getting healthier, and it's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom dot com slash toast. Ready to learn how to live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at Noom dot com slash toast. Love it. Okay, The Bachelor. Heather, part two, her and her minivan were sadly escorted out, but not before making some waves amongst this group of women who I've grown to really dislike. A hundred percent. It's weird. Like last week we were like, Heather, what are you doing here? Like we were also hard on Heather. And then this week's episode started and all of a sudden I'm team Heather within one minute. Yeah. The way that the women treated her was so disgusting. Disgusting. And it's like, they've learned nothing. You either die the um, hero hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that is all of these women. Yep. And you know what? Made me extremely turned on every single one of them. Me too. But let me just say, we were talking last week about how some of the girls are definitely, when they did this whole like exposing of the bullies, some of the girls got away with like being hardcore bullies and not getting you know sent home like Anna and Victoria and that was Serena and that was also Kit I know everyone likes her and I do too but she was a bully in the beginning and then in last night's episode she was like just go home bitch and I'm like oh my god like she crazy. said that you know I yeah, know I thought you were... a crazy thing to and say Serena but I... again was like being so insecure and, and then Serena also being so such an extra bitch. By the because way, and we have to con- con- be clear. It's we're talking about Serena C. C. Because yeah, Serena C. Like wouldn't even look at Heather yeah. when she spoke to her. She was turned towards the girls and talking shit. At least say it to someone's face. Yeah, no, she was being so insecure. They all were. And you know who else who I really liked? And and the second she started being mean to Heather, I'm like, oh my god, you're so lame. Piper. Piper. Oh, my God. She was acting so insecure. Yes. And it was, I mean, all of them were acting in a way that made me dislike all of them and just completely think of them differently because in any situation where there's bullying, there's always going to be like the vocal bullies, obviously. And those people, you know, in the past, it was Anna, Victoria, even Serena C. And it's like, 
they're obviously the worst, but then there's also the people who laugh. Yeah. And then there's also the people who, who don't do, do anything. Who do nothing. Yeah. And they are all bullies in my book. There was and not one Katie who said, I know. Rise. I was like, missing her. And it's very clear that Heather M is a nervous, shy, nice girl. sweet person. And I feel like I understand someone came in and you're pissed, but when she came up to you guys, couldn't have been like, N- sweeter, more polite, and started and, crying and and nervous. Like, let it go. And then Serena says, "Can you go away and cry in your interview?" That was so mean. I don't know how you could literally let someone cry in front of you. And at the end of the day, I I empathize. Like, it is frustrating to be in this journey, and then someone else comes. But trust Matt. Oh, and you know Matt what? was never letting this girl stay. They're going to hometowns next week. It wasn't even in the realm of possibility. So before you get all verklempt and bent out of shape, why don't you see what Matt does first? You know who was so mean, and I was so upset. With her, Jasenia. Oh, it didn't work yes. out on Colton season, so now you're trying this. No, Jasenia. My respect for Jasenia went all the way down, and I really realized last night. You know, she had already served her purpose, and that was to have the confrontation with MJ. And her presence was no longer needed because her and Matt were literal strangers. When they were sitting on a date, I'm like, these two people have never met each other in their entire lives. And she was, she ruined all the credibility I I gave to her for standing up to the bullies and like holding her ground. I have lost all respect for her. Now I'm like, maybe MJ was right. Hundred percent. No, everything I thought I knew. I was so disappointed. Like, where did these girls get off? And also, so a couple of the girls who were um, being mean were the ones who were bullied as for being yep. the new girls. Yep. So it's like, don't you know how it feels? It's so lame. And I was just like really hating every single person on television last I, night. I can't remember a season of The Bachelor where the mean girl like bullying was this, this bad. flagrant. Widespread. Widespread. Like, it really, like, I don't care what happens. Like, these girls, I'm, I'm mean girls. I'm yeah. writing them off. And they're, like, the girls we're talking about are not even real. Like, I feel like the girls who could win are not even involved in this drama. Like, we haven't even brought up Yeah, Brie. of course. It's the girls who are most insecure in their relationship right. with Matt who are most threatened by Heather. Now, I want to say, maybe it's just because I'm already convinced that Rachel Kirkconnell wins, but I felt like last night was the first episode where I saw Matt treat one girl differently than the other. Like, he made it more clear that he had feelings for Rachel than he did for anyone else. Yeah. And I think, oh, first of all, I love Aloe Black and I love that song and that was just like an amazing like extra date. Yes. Um, but I, and I'm just like convinced that Rachel wins given everything that went on this week and, how, and to, how the franchise like weirdly protected her. It's weird to watch last night's episode when so much went on in the Bachelor world this past week. Yes. And it's clear that not one edit was made to the show. Not that it necessarily should have been, but it's like, it's really these shows can't keep up with the pace of the world around them. And yeah. that was so apparent last night. Mm-hmm. Like, Every, like, there's this whole conversation We going know on. so much now. Yeah, and there was just, there was nothing... Addressed. Yeah, but not, but how, what could they have even really done? I'm not even sure what I, I was looking know. for other than the fact that, like, it just felt like th- whenever this was filmed was so long ago compared to the, how many things happened this week. Yeah, I mean, it make it a story, but there was a huge update in Bachelor Nation where after apologizing once, I think people were still really upset with Chris Harrison um, based on his interview with Rachel Lindsay. And not only did Rachel Lindsay announce on her podcast, Higher Learning, that she will not be re- renewing her contract with the Bachelor franchise. I watched it. It was really um she just said like I'm exhausted and I feel like that's what everyone thinks like Rachel Lindsay must be so tired and she is yeah so what was she doing with Bachelor franchise just that that podcast the podcast and then I think you have a contract like you 
if they like for the if the next bachelorette they need someone to come talk like got it once you're in contract like you do things with them you show up at after the final rose there are all these weird things so she's um, not gonna be doing bachelor happy hour i don't think so wow and she just said I, and i love the platform that it's given me like she she said i have so much respect and i appreciate so much like all the opportunities i've been given after going on the bachelor and i know that like i've kind of bared this burden and as much as i want to continue to like educate it's exhausting and like I'm just she said she's tired and I totally respected that and then after that Chris Harrison released another statement saying he's going to be taking some time away from the franchise and will not be filming after the final rose to me it really seemed like he'll literally be back next season he just won't do after the final rose which I know a lot of people were calling for him to like be canceled and like fired but I think this is like kind of cowardly like the whole after the final rose special there's going to be a huge segment on Rachel and on this conversation like Chris should be there and have that conversation because he said he's committed to, you know, getting more educated on a profound level. And I actually feel like being there for this conversation with Rachel could be helpful to you in that process of education. But he yes, did but also he, say he, he doesn't want to overshadow. Like, it's Rachel and Matt's story, I think. I don't know. Yes, but, but he also can't be the one to have the conversation no, they with need Rachel. need another and host to interview Rachel and to interview Chris. Yes, and they definitely need another host to do, like, you know, the after the final Rose duties, which is, like, you know, happy couple update. And it's and a really huge job hosting the teleprompter. We've been there. Like, it is a production. The clapping, it's not anything just, like, an average podcaster can do because a lot of people are suggesting, like, people from the franchise, like Mike Johnson. And while... I love Mike Johnson. You have to be a trained host. And like, we have been to one of those uh, after the final rows, and they are like a legit television clap, stand, teleprompter. It's a lot of work, and it's not just anything anyone from the franchise can do. No, and I don't even know if it makes sense to have like someone who is like a former contestant. I feel like maybe ABC should tap into their hosting. Like, they have a million shows. Yeah. And like they have daytime. hosts on staff. Yeah. What? Oh, the view is on ABC, but I don't think any of those women are interested in talking to The Bachelor. Yeah, um, but you know, I think, I don't know what the, the plan is. It'll be interesting to see, but I think that finding a host who can have this conversation, like, it's just something yeah. that ABC should have in there. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Chris Harrison will be fine. Like, I don't think he's going to be fired. I think he's very, very close with Mike Fleiss, and this is just, I do think it's like PR, and I think he's probably relieved to not have to, have this uncomfortable conversation with Rachel and Matt because if Rachel is the winner and I really believe that she is not only is there so much to talk to her about but her being engaged to a black man like adds a whole other level of conversation and so I can just I feel like Chris Harrison like took like it's a cop out I really feel that way you don't think that it's also in for the people who are calling for him to not yeah, no, I, I mean, it. I don't believe in cancel culture. Like, I don't believe in, like, someone, fi- like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think, like, if he, like, he released two statements, but why don't you go on TV and let's talk? Like, it's just kind of, like, la- like. But he might still do that. I don't know what he has planned, but he could still do that and it just not be after the final rose. Because, that's true. Like, that's true. He, it, for, at after the final rose, he's meant to be the host. And at this point, like, he can't host this season impartially yeah, when you're he's right. so much a part of the conversation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. So. Um, but back to the episode, a million people went home, <laughs> six more people. Kit went home, Abigail got sent home. A lot of people were up in arms about it. Um, and as much as I liked Abigail, I don't think Matt did her wrong in any way. They literally haven't spent more than five minutes together since the first night. Right, but and she held on that? To, nope. she had, no, but like right. this, it's, it, this season more than ever, and also given like everything that's happening off of the show, I'm just like, these producers, like it's just 
exposing them like mm-hmm. she got the first impression rose why did she never get a one-on-one date can someone answer me that it's so inconsistent it, and we know that the producers choose the dates they choose everything like really yeah I mean I, and people were upset because they, they loved her but I, I don't really feel like I ever saw a connection between her and Matt even when she got the one-on-one rose I don't think I'm sorry not one-on-one the first impression rose I don't think it was because Matt was so you know in love with her immediately and they had a connection I think it was because he really respected how much she opened up to him more so than anyone and that made her stand out so I never thought she was a real contender for his heart I, I don't but she never got a chance to be right because she never had a date like, yeah uh, I forgot know, about her the night one no one there's not that much that's going to happen but the person who gets the first date all of a sudden becomes a real contender for his heart everyone who gets a date is a real they just never gave her a chance yeah and serena had a one-on-one and it went fine even though she was like uncomfortable with the tantric thing and i do feel like as a society we're we are beyond those types of dates i agree and again it was like on the producers like why are these dates like this is that's very intimate for like a new couple and i can imagine it's funny and it's not it's not i can imagine it's uncomfortable it was like it even with Claire's season when we had all of those inappropriate dates, it's like, it's a reflection on the show. Yeah. And it's like, you guys, do you not even see what, you, what you're doing? What you're doing. It's so awkward. And it's just like, read the room. It's 2021. Like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, but she got the rose. Jasenia did not get the rose. She went home. Kit decided to send herself home. She'd had enough. She got her Instagram followers. She didn't want to go home no, and meet her, Cynthia Rowley. No, her Rowley. mom was like... You can go on the show, but, but I have nothing to do with it. You know, I'm not filming. So like she do what you need. She to do. couldn't have done hometown. So like the second she realized like, oh, shit, I might be making it to hometowns like gotta go. I'm a long term investment. She tried first to like do her long term investment. He was like, I'll invest. Yeah. No, he was like, no, I'm down. I was like, oh, shit. And then she was like, yeah, I'm shorting the stock. But of all the people I was interested in seeing their life at back home, Kit was well, we're one. not seeing anyone's life back home. The families are coming to Nima Oh, Cohen. right. You right, know? Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, just like last season too. Right. Okay, so six people went home. Jasenia, Kit, um, two from the rose ceremony, Chelsea and Serena. I was sad to see Chelsea go. Yeah. I think her and Matt had a real connection. Serena and Matt never spoke. He was like, you're still here? Bye. She <laughs> went. Um, and then towards the end, oh, the, oh, Piper went home. Yes. Which was shocking because they just had a great date yeah and um when it was between him and michelle michelle was piper sorry piper and michelle it was the only michelle was the only girl left who was from the second wave right yes but she had the first date no i know but like she's just known matt for so much less time i thought for sure piper was gonna get it i was actually really shocked matt and michelle have a really great connection i think that she even might win. Yeah. If if this week hadn't happened the way that it did, I would think that Michelle could potentially win. Yeah, no, I mean, Rachel is so obviously the winner, which makes me really sad because, and we haven't even brought her up, that's how irrelevant she is, but like Brie is the queen of my heart. Like I, when she was standing at the rose ceremony, just like, I never saw someone so beautiful in my entire life. Like I was shocked, her skin, her hair, like it was just stunning. And I'm like, how is this girl not the winner? And I know she hasn't gotten a lot of airtime and I think she's kind of quiet, but like brief her bachelorette. I know. Well, I think out of the four women, I think we'll get our bachelorette at, from one of these four. From one of these women. Well, they know it's not Rachel Kirkconnell. I think, I think it could be um, Michelle. So who's left? Serena P. Oh yeah. I, think I forgot it, about her. Brie, mm-hmm. Michelle, Rachel. I think Michelle could be our bachelorette. I think she could too. 
but I love Brie. Because people are also saying like Abigail for Bachelorette, Katie for Bachelorette. No. But I don't, I think that if they were going to be, it would have already been announced to like drum up some excitement for the next season. And in order to be the Bachelorette from a previous season, like you had to have your heart broken. And like Matt didn't know Abigail and Matt didn't know Katie. Like there was no love story there. They're not heartbroken really. Like they were just girls on The Bachelor crying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think There's no redemption story there. I think Katie has a chance. I think she's in the running. I don't think they've made their decisions yet. I think they want to see how the rest of the season plays out, who becomes like a fan favorite. You know, every time someone gets eliminated, everyone on Twitter is like, blank for Bachelorette. Yeah, that's so true. These people haven't been eliminated yet, so there's no rallying cry for them to be the Bachelorette. There's no campaign. Yes. That's interesting, yeah. But I was glad, like, because things have moved so slow. Last night, we literally went from 11 girls to four. Like, yes. I was so grateful. When they were talking about, like, hometown tone times, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? There's so there's many There's a thousand of you. Of you. Right. No, I but was really grateful for all the it, girls who went home. There's always that one episode in the season where it's like, they just clean house. Yeah, like, guillotine. Like, <laughs> and, like, a clean break. And I was grateful, like, to be whittled down to four. Yes, like, I think he has really a strong group. I think that... It'll be an interesting rest of the season. I don't know. I mean, it seems silly almost to be like giving a shit about this stuff when so much more interesting conversations are being had in real time about Chris Harrison, Rachel Corcano. And when they both came on screen, I like felt so awkward. I'm like, I know so much about you. Like, why are you talking to me about something random? Like, let's talk (laughs) about something real, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the aftermath of the season after the final rose, the finale. Maybe they'll, maybe they're filming now. Filming. Rachel and Matt. I don't know. Like for for the after the oh, final rose. Maybe. I don't know. Like I'm just curious. There's a lot of different roads they could take. I hope they don't like chop the ball. Yeah. I I it it'll be interesting to see what they do. They yeah. have their work cut out for them. Yeah, but other than that, it was fine. Everything's boring, and I was just like so bored all so, the whole time. So bored, truly. And um, we just had the Bachelorette. Now we have the Bachelor. When do we get the break again? Like I'm really needing the break. I'm because now every time. In in the calendar year, we get like three seasons of The Bachelor, and at one point, I get fed up, and I'm I'm like actually reaching that point. Yeah, I'm I'm there. It's just like, like not a good show. No, it's not a good show at all. I think a lot of people are really reaching that point. Okay, but it always feels like every year I'm like, this is it. Like, this is when everyone's gonna stop watching, and I'm like nobody stops. I know. We should all stop together. Yeah, we tried that. We honestly did. There, yeah, we had a season like, where we didn't recap it. Becca for Hannah Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now here we are again. Here we are. Um, so that's our show. That is our show. Make sure to watch our Toast Movie of the Week, which is Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, starring Brandy and Whitney Houston, available to stream for free on Disney+. Plus. So use your Disney Plus login or steal someone else's. Also, next time you see us tomorrow, merch will already be available. So set your alarms, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, shopmorningtoast.com, Hagedurn and Redhead's merch coming at you. 10 a.m. Eastern, that is 7 p.m. Nope, 7 a.m. Pacific, so just figure it out. Have a great day, you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday for Hump Day. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Just the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast-track stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So wherever you find your podcast, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have a great day. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.